Well, hello, hello, everybody. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, and this is episode number 214, number 214214. Oh, yeah. How are you doing, everybody? How are you doing? Um, I just want to say one thing. Now, this episode is going to come out on Monday, which means it's going to come out the day after, but it's being recorded the day before, so... I'm going to say this now, even though this is being recorded before and will come out after the wonderful holiday known as a Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day. We love you. You you mean the world to us and we couldn't be what we are without you. And dad, happy. We know you did stuff to mom. You sick bastard. Get off of her. You make me sick. Stop looking at my mom the way I look at other women. I look at way I look at women's butts. I saw you looking at mom like that. You sick bastard. I know that's your woman, but that's my mommy. You get away from her. You make me sick. <laughs> huh? What's inappropriate? Anyway, <laughs> you ready to get this? You ready to get started? Okay, cool. Because there's something I really wanted to talk. <laughs> I really wanted to talk to my SAS potters about hello SAS potters. Also, uh, the SAS potters in different countries. Uh, by the time I say what countries that have, have jumped on and have people started to listen to this, there will be new countries. So, uh, wherever you're from, thanks for being a SAS potter and thanks for being one of my bastards. And now let's talk about stupid crap for approximately an hour. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Now, the- I like to refer to people as fun blasters and it's, and everybody knows exactly what I, what I mean by fun blaster. A fun blaster is that person that always seems to be in the way of you doing something when you want to do something. And it's not even one of those things where they're plotting and planning to be in the way. They're not sitting there going, Oh, he's about to do something he wants to do. Let's stop him. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a person that somehow, some way, always 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 somehow seems to get in the way of you doing something i remember in the early days of doing this podcast the reason i I recorded it in segments instead of one big piece and i kind of fallen into that habit and i still do it now for some most of the time was i would i would find that i wasn't able to really record an, an entire episode all the way through because i could never get it to be quiet enough i could never get people to not interrupt me enough some of my early episodes were actually recorded outside walking down the street and I look like, you know, I'm walking down the street I got microphones strapped to me and this big ass earphones on me and people were looking at me like, is that S. Anthony walking down the street talking into that microphone with those big stupid earphones on and uh, they got used to it and they were like, oh, you're recording your podcast okay, and I would edit them out saying oh, you're recording your podcast and me saying okay but the thing about it is there's always people that get in the way you know, they get in the way. Oh, God, I can't stand it. It started when you were a kid or when I was a kid or when we were kids. Or if you're a kid now, and by kid, I mean anybody under 21. And even though I know a large part of my audience is between the 18 and 34 years old. And I'm not that I'm calling you kids between 18 and 21, but, you know, I'm old to you, even though I'm smooth and cool. <laughs> yes, I am. Shut up, punks. 
But you know how it is when you're a kid, you know, you're old enough to be in that house by yourself. So now your parents don't necessarily get a babysitter for date nights. You don't even like the concept of babysitter. You don't like the fact that it's called babysitter. You're not a baby. You're grown, you think. You're not grown, but you're grown enough to be in that house by your damn self. And you try to time it. You, you, you don't know what's going on with your parents. All you know is it's date night and they're out. And under normal circumstances, you don't do anything because your neighbor's kind of looking out for you. And you never really know when they're going to come back. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, you don't know what's going on with them. But after a while, you kind of time them out. You kind of know when they're not going to be there. You kind of know what the deal is. They leave at 5. Okay, they go someplace to have dinner. They get there at 5.30. They're there from 5.30 to 7.30. So you know you got at least until 7.30. But you don't know because they could just sneak right back because they've done that before just to check in on you. Talking about they forgot something. They ain't forget crap. They just wanted to sneak in and get you. But after a while, they don't catch you doing anything, so they kind of stop doing it. So like I said, dinner, 5.30 to 7.30, movie, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. I don't know what they're doing after 10 o'clock, but they don't get back till 12 o'clock. And at the time, you're not even thinking about what they're doing, but obviously as an adult, you know what they were doing. It rhymes with banging. Okay, it does not rhyme with banging. It's actually banging. They're banging. Sorry, guys, your parents, when they went out on date night, they went to get grab a bite to eat. Grab a bite to eat means bang someplace without our dumbass kids coming up to ask us where the remote control is in the middle of the banging. OK. And after a while, you start realizing, yeah, they're not going to come back until 12. Oh, yeah. I can do what I want. <laughs> I could stay up till 1158 as long as I got the lights out. They won't know that I didn't go to bed. <laughs> That's right. I can have that slice of cake. They're not going to notice crap. I can watch movies I want to watch. Yes, I can. And you watch an R-rated movie. Oh, yeah. You get to see some side chest yummies. Oh, yeah. And then you remember, wait a second. At around 11 o'clock, all the, see, this is a long time ago when you had antennas on television. At 11 o'clock, if you take the antenna and put it on the windowsill and take one side of the antenna and hang it out the window, it half unscrambles those movies. Oh, yeah. And you get to see more than you did see in those R-rated movies. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, yeah. So now you get to see a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And it's 1130 and they don't come back until 12 o'clock anyway. So you get ready. I'm not going to say how you get ready, but it requires not having pants on. And you're about to do the thing. You're sitting there in your drawers and you're hoping that it just stays unscrambled long enough. I mean, you're a kid. This ain't going to take long. It's not like you're an adult. We're going for a long period of time is, is mandatory or you're going to have to get out of the car. And she says, that's all you got. Get out. I'll find someone else. I mean, haha, that's never happened to me. <laughs> Moving on. So you get ready. Haha. And you got the thing you're in your drawers. You got the thing. I'm not going to say you're getting ready to do something and you can't wait and you're all excited because you know you're wrong in your mind and you're in the living room and you know, yeah, yeah, ha, ha. 
and you just and just you got your in your drawers, you got your shirt off, you buy your the drawers, and you turn on the thing, and the, and all of a sudden, and you know, if you remember back in the day when they scrambled those channels, there would be periods where about four to five minutes where the line that would scramble the screen would somehow always shift to one side or the other, so you could actually see seven eighths of the screen just clear enough to see stuff. Oh yeah. And when you're that young and you're about to do the thing I'm describing that you're about to do, four minutes is enough time to do it eight times, if you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so you're just about to do something that you should not be doing. You definitely, even if you do what you need to do with someplace else, definitely not sitting on the edge of the couch. You should not be doing what you're about to do, but you're on the edge of the couch and it's just about to happen. And then you're here. And it's the lock on the door, the door downstairs. Well, it's not really downstairs. It steps and then, then comes up into the living room. And you're going, oh, God, no. So you very, very quickly turn the channel to something that's necessary that you're allowed to watch. And then they walk in and going, what are you doing walking down here in your drawers as you kick the baby oil under the couch? <laughs> and, and you're going, and you uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you're hoping that they go upstairs so you can pick up the baby oil before it leaves a big, big oil stain under the couch, and they're wondering why the hell the baby oil's under the couch, and your mom won't know why the whole hell the baby oil's under the couch, and your dad will look at you like you kicked the baby oil under the couch, didn't you? Huh? Yeah, I knew it. All right. You know, your dad, your mother just believes you're her little beautiful boy. She doesn't know what a disgusting bastard you are. And your dad, he's just like you. He's just an older, disgusting bastard who has someone to do disgusting things with, a.k.a. your mama. Right? He knows why the baby is under the chair, but he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to say anything to you. Your mom walks up and goes, yeah, what are you doing down here? And your dumb ass is like, oh, I forgot, I was, I was in bed and I forgot something. I was looking for my, and you make up some crap that you were looking for. And she goes, okay, well, hurry up and get it and go back to bed. And she goes upstairs and your dad stands there looking at you, shaking his head like, I know damn well what you're doing, you sick bastard. Now get that remote, get that damn antenna from under the window, you sick bastard and by the way that's not the best place to put it you're six inches off you move it six inches never mind <laughs> I also don't watch those movies when I come <clears throat> anyway boy and then he just eases up the steps kind of disgusted by you but kind of laughing at you at the same time and he throws a towel downstairs for you to get that damn baby oil from under the couch cause it's now half a bottle spilt out you sick freak disgusting touching yourself bastard but they came back just in time to ruin your fun. They do it all the time. Your parents do it all the time. They figure you out. Right? Your mom didn't figure it out because she doesn't know what a disgusting bastard you are. But your dad figures it out. He goes and he's in there trying to buy some tools from the damn Sears catalog. And he notices that all the pages that have that where women are selling maternity bras into the Sears catalog or where they're selling panties and bras 
all the pages are worn down. Now, why are they worn down? Because you were in your room. I'm not going to say what you were doing, but you were doing something. And the window was open, but you're three floors up. And the sun, the sun has faded the pages. None of the other pages are faded. None of the other pages are faded. Only those pages are faded. Why? Because I'm just saying you were holding up the Sears catalog and the sun faded the pages. You disgusting bastard. You know what you were doing. And now your dad knows what you were doing and every time you go to your mom and goes can i borrow the sears catalog he goes no you cannot borrow the sears catalog i need to borrow the catalog you can borrow the catalog after i borrow the catalog yeah that's right ruining your fun i hate fun blasters fun blasters are everywhere in your life damn it it's always somebody showing up to mess up good stuff you want to do Fun blasters, it doesn't even have to be your parents. It could be your significant other who's a fun blaster. Somebody who drops a bomb in the middle of your fun and blows that crap up. You know damn well if you've ever lived with a woman and I've lived with a couple or you if you're same thing for you ladies, you live with a dude, your husband or your boyfriend or somebody who's always over, and there are times when you just want something for yourself. You don't want to share that cake, damn it, you bought the cake for you. You know you want you just sit down with that cake, now the person sees the cake and they don't say anything, they walk into the kitchen, you don't think anything of it, and then they sit down next to you and you're so busy watching the screen you don't realize and you feel some pressure in your hand and you realize the reason there's some pressure in your hand is because the person walked into the kitchen got a fork and is now eating your cake now under normal circumstances that's not really that big of a deal because you sometimes buy a bigger piece than you need or something like that but this is one of the cakes you wanted to eat you bought just the right amount you know you love this cake you know how much you love this cake and you know the exact right amount you wanted to eat and now this bastard has stuck his or her fork in and they're smiling while they're eating the cake and the whole time you're thinking I should tongue kiss you not just because I want to tongue kiss you because I want to suck that cake out of your mouth damn it I love you more than this cake but Okay, I love you more than this cake under normal circumstances, but right now I'd marry this cake and throw your punk ass out. And you smile. You're like, you know, all right, they don't know. They don't know. And you start making plans. I know he or she doesn't get back from work till 642 normally. I mean, like clockwork. It's only going to take me five minutes to finish this cake. I'm going to get off early tomorrow. Ha ha ha. I'm going to get another slice in this cake. I'm going to turn on whatever crap show I like to watch. I'm going to sit down with a piece of this piece of cake and some coffee and I'm going to watch my show suck this cake down and they won't know crap and you sit down it's 6 o'clock ah, there's 42 minutes before that sucker gets home ho 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 I'm going to get to watch the first episode of this show ha 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 without them asking me dumbass questions like they always ask and I'm going to eat, get to eat this cake this is the greatest <laughs> and you sit down with the cake and you and you're even enjoying it more because you know you're gonna get to finish the damn thing. <laughs> and you open up the cake. Ah, look at the chocolate. Ah, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna make this even better. There's some ice cream left. I'm gonna throw some ice cream on top of this cake. <laughs> now you got the chocolate cake. Mm, and you got the ice cream on top of it. Ah, wait a minute, I'll throw some whipped cream on it. Ho ho ho. You go back to the kitchen and put the whipped cream on top of the ice cream that's on top of the cake and you're sitting there with got the coffee, you drink the coffee, glub glub glub. This is some good ass coffee. Oh yeah. Yeah. The show's an actually episode is really good. Oh yeah. And now I'm about to dip my fork in this cake and I'ma tear this cake up. You stick the fork in the cake and the damn door opens. And it's them. 
Hey, that's, oh, you got some cake with the ice cream. Oh, man, this is great. I love that cake. And now that they love the cake, before they only took a couple of forkfuls, but now they've tasted the cake and they like the cake. And now they eat damn near half of the cake. And it's even worse this time because your mouth was watering for this cake. And you made it even better than it normally is. And now the bastard's eating 48.75% of the slice. And you're definitely contemplating divorce. They're normally not home at this time, but they're a fun blaster. Everybody has fun blasters in their life. You know you do. Now I'm not complaining too much. You know, not, I don't want to complain too much. Like I said, this is not something that's, you know, specific to me. Everybody has fun blasters that destroy your fun. You know what I'm talking about. But I noticed that I was reading one of those things. One of the people started following me on Twitter. I forgot what the person's name was. And they had one of those people that puts in marketing information. You know, sometimes you follow those people because they'll lead you to good articles that are interesting or in things of that nature. And it said, you are the average of the five people that you're around. You are the average of the five people that you're around. And it sounds like one of those corny little sayings. But if you really, really think about it, think about the five people you're around the most and what kind of production in your life you're getting when you're around those five people i noticed that when i was the most successful in my life the five people around me were all people who were doing good things they didn't even have to be in my particular business they were just people that were really really excellent at what they were doing and it was great everywhere i looked i saw excellence 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 it was, look over to the left excellence look over there some, some excellence over there let me look up in the sky wow that's excellent let me look down i'm standing on excellence everything around me was excellent so i was like motivated to be excellent at what i do and i just kept becoming more and more successful and then i noticed all of a sudden I moved to a different city to pursue my dream. And even though those excellent people were still in my life, they weren't in my face all the time. I was young. Keep in mind, I was young. And then all of a sudden, I was around a bunch of people who didn't want shit. A bunch of losers. A bunch of people who wanted the minimum and did the minimum and were surprised when they got the minimum. Now, there's always people that will say to you, well, if you're really a powerful person, if you're really successful, if you're really the man, if you're really so great, how come you can't succeed anyway? How come you, you're allowing people who are around you who are chumps, punks, and losers to mess up your life? Well, I got news for you. If you're around chumps, punks, and losers, you can't help but be dragged down. You may even still be successful, but you're not going to be as successful as you were. You would be if those suckers weren't around you. Uh-huh. Think about it. How many times have you seen someone who's rich and powerful and successful, but they're always either in trouble or around trouble, always bailing out their crazy sibling, always bailing out their wife or husband from doing something dumb, always bailing out their childhood friends who can't keep out of trouble. And here's the thing. If you're the person who's the beacon of that group, every time there's trouble, those the name of the trouble is always attached to their name. Frank Johnson's cocaine addicted cousin. And all people remember is cocaine and your name it's that way now you're still successful in your business but the people start to look at you like well why are you hanging around with cocaine people you ain't hanging around with cocaine people you got one friend with a problem but his problems attached to you like a wet fart yeah i said it 
And I started noticing that in the periods of my life where I was the most successful, I was either around a bunch of really successful people or around no damn body and just handling business on my own. And I started to notice you ever see those time lapse, lapse uh, photography or, or video where you watch, you know, you watch the the ice caps melt, you know, from space or you'll watch, you know, they'll show you a picture of the sun setting, you know, or they'll show you a picture of an ice cube melting or they'll show you a picture of something decaying. Well, that's what started to happen around me. I started to realize I got to be me, baby. I got to do the things I need to do. And I can't have anybody around me who is either a fun blaster or someone around me who's dragging my punk ass down. Can't have it. Can't have that crap. And as I slowly started to get rid of the people that were doing the dumb things, always put themselves in a situation where I had to stop what I'm doing to bail their punk asses out. Not necessarily when I say bail out, I'm not talking about meaning bailing them out of jail, although that's happened. I'm talking about they're always in trouble. You know, they're all, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck here, man. Why can't you, why would you go there? Then you hear the bull crap excuses and then you got to cut three hours out of your day of the most productive hours out of your day, the most productive hours out of your evening, the most productive hours out of your week, the most productive hours out of your life to bail this punk ass out of something that they shouldn't have been in the first place. And you realize you still get the project done. People still like it. But it's not as good as it would have been had you been able to put an adequate amount of time into it. So I made a decision. Now, you can't really avoid fun blasts because if you're trying to do something fun, there's always going to be someone in the way. Well, not always, but a lot of times there's going to be somebody in the way. You know, there are times when I want to record this podcast and I'll get a bunch of phone calls about stupid crap. Or I have somebody ring the doorbell about stupid crap. Or if there's somebody in my in my house at the time, they'll in, in, interrupt me for stupid crap. I get it. And I know that I'm still going to finish the episode and I'm going to do my best. And I have a bunch of people that listen to it. And for some reason, you weird bastards like this crap. I know that. And I know there are more people listening every time. I get it. And I'm proud of that. And thank you for that. I really, really appreciate that. But I know it. It could be even better and will continue to get better as I get rid of the jackasses that keep getting in the way. I haven't been able to clean house completely. You know, there are still people that take up way too much of my time when I'm trying to build my thing on my own. But I'm very slowly getting rid of them and training them to do things for themselves. To come up with other options other than bug as Anthony because... You know, S. Anthony's a little busy. I know you got to feel the same. I know I know for a fact if you're a human being and you exist and you're trying to do something, nobody gets a free ride. I'm not saying you're going to get a free ride. I'm not saying it's going to be a smooth path. I'm not saying you're going to be able to get rid of every jackass that's around you that's slowing everything down and getting in the way. I know that. I know that you would like to be able to put on a pair of boots and drop kick their punk asses out of the way whenever they try to annoy you or get in the way or slow you down. I get it. You can't do it because that's a felony. It's assault. Ha <laughs> ha. Don't do it. But I also know. And I found out that you can get rid of some of their asses, the worst of their asses. You could not be available for their stupid crap. Eventually, they'll figure it out. I've gotten, I've stopped most of the fun blasters 
because I'm one of those people that's I, I used to, you know, try to hide off that. Oh, I would be one of those people where now I'm one of those people where, you know, in the scenario I just spoke of, and this is this that was actually true with the cake thing. I would ask. I actually just said, you know what? I ain't hiding the fact that I like this cake. Damn it! I just bought a bunch of slices, and I let her ask. Yeah, you need it. I, I get that fork out of here, baby. Do I love you? Yes. Know what else I love? The fact that you can take your ass and then grab your own slice of cake and eat that crap. But but I like your cake. It's the same cake. Why you gotta eat? Or I just let her eat half the cake and then go in the kitchen get another slice, and then she'd eat half of that one, and I'd still get my full slice. I, did it cost me more money? Yes. Was it a pain in the ass? Absolutely, but I still got my full slice of cake, damn it. And as far as anything else, as far as getting it on and stuff like that, I will even tell my friends, look, my lady's coming over this weekend. If any of you call me, I will stop what I'm doing, get in the mighty Toyota Camry, drive to your house and beat you with a bag of nickels. Okay, I would not actually beat them with a bag of nickels. But I wouldn't say I'm going to kill you. But I wouldn't actually kill them because I'm not that kind of guy. I would hire someone to kill them. <laughs> okay, I would not hire anyone to kill my friends. I would just hire someone to beat them. <laughs> okay, I would not hire anyone to beat them. I would just curse them out on the phone. Okay, I would not curse them out on the phone. I would look at the caller ID, curse and say, stupid fucker, and then not pick it up and then continue the banging. That I would actually do. That I have actually done. Hell, I've done that during this podcast. Don't call me. I'm recording my podcast between this time and this time. And I see the phone ringing. And I pick up the phone and it's something dumb. Not that someone's sick. Not that someone's in trouble. It's some dumb crap. You're definitely going to be here tomorrow, right? Yes, I'm definitely going to be here tomorrow. And now I know. No, don't pick up the phone. There's several family members that live equal distance to these dumb bastards. So if it's an emergency, which I'm sure it isn't, which it probably isn't, which it definitely isn't, someone else can talk to the bastard. They don't have to call me first. Yeah. So I've decided no more fun blasters are going to mess up my crap. That's right. And I know we speak, I'm speaking metaphorically sometimes. Get that second slice of cake to shut up the person that's always eating your cake. It's a pain in the ass. You shouldn't have to do it, but at least you get the full slice of cake. And as far as the fun blasters, like I said, I tell fun blasters, hey, I, you can't blast fun that I put behind a brick wall. Right. Hey, man, what's going on? What's going on? It's not important. What's going on? What's coming off is my pants and what's coming off is my woman's pants. And what's going off is me. If you don't get off this phone and not call me till tomorrow, punk. Yeah, that's right. And it's been a much better existence since I decided to do that. Yes, everybody now knows what I'm doing on more many occasions, but I rather have people know what I'm doing and not stop me from doing it than not know what I'm doing and stop me from doing what I need to be doing. Yeah, that's right. So do the same thing, you bastards. Don't let anybody blast your fun, because if you let people blast your fun, you're a dumbass. And I know for a fact, none of my sass potters are dumbasses. Ha ha ha. Segment over. All right, folks, let's talk about a little something here. And what I want to talk about, my friends, is emotional violence. 
I don't like it and I don't use it. I refuse to use emotional violence under any circumstances. I just can't do it. It's not part of my DNA, baby. But I've been in relationships where emotional violence was used on a regular basis. See, the thing is, if you just come up to it, I like girlfriends. Like, usually I tend to be with the kind of ladies who, like, that's why I'm friends with all of my old girlfriends. We're still cool. It's because I never said nasty things or mean things about them that they would remember for the rest of their lives. And they tended not to, most of them, tended not to be people who would say horrible things about me. That I, well, actually, I just go, eh, I guess she's crazy to saying all that kind of crap. I'm not taking it personally. But that's me now. But when I was in my teens and 20s, they would say stuff that would crush your soul. Oh, yeah. See, when you're young, emotional violence damages you. As you get older, it doesn't damage you. It just pisses you off. And then when you get to my age, emotional violence merely amuses you. Yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to be crushed by that. Whatever, honey. But back then, I was in the, it damages me. Oh, no. That's what happens when you're young. Emotional violence rips your soul out. You know what I'm talking about. She's mad about something and you don't even know what the crap you did. Maybe you do know what you did, but it doesn't really matter. Instead of just coming up to you and saying you did this, you piece of crap, don't do it again or I'm dumping your ass or don't do it or I'm leaving you because you did this. Oh, no, that would be too easy and too effective. Why do that when you can torture the bastard? You come home and all you hear her playing Happy by Pharrell. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, oh, she's in a good mood. Oh, she's playing Happy by Pharrell. Great. I'm going to go in the house. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be great. We're going to laugh and joke and this and that. And then she hears your car pull up. And then the me. I'm happy. Because I'm happy. And you hear the thing stop. And then another song comes on. He's a bastard. You too. He's not good enough for you, girl. Kill the bastard. <laughs> you open the door. Hi. Why'd you stop playing Pharrell? Oh, no. I'm just in the mood to play this song because you just came in. Kill the bastard. Would you turn that off? That depressing ass song. You're right. That's too depressing. And then she, you know, she, she she pulls out the thing and she puts the flash drive into the computer and it and on the flash drive it says album of emotionally violent songs because I hate him. And then she plays the next song. Mm, he's a piece of shit, girl. Mm, 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 mm. He deserves to die. Mm, 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 mm. Could you play another song, please? Okay. Uh, you're right. That song's depressing. Let me play the next song. Oh, yeah, girl. If your man ain't shit, I'm the one. I'm the one. And what the hell is this? Why are you playing all these songs? No particular reason. I'm definitely not sending a message that I'm upset about anything. <laughs> and you're trying to make your move later on at night, and she's not in the mood. And you respect it. She's your woman. Just because you're making an overture to be have access to her delicious buttocks doesn't mean she's going to give you access to her delicious buttocks she's not in the mood not a problem no big deal you love her anyway you don't it's not just about that no big deal you give her a kiss on the cheek of course she turns her head and you get a mouthful of ear and hair but that's okay it doesn't matter huh still tastes good give me that ear girl then she elbows you in the chest oh i'm sorry did i do that in the chest 
you go to sleep, you wake up the next day and you, she's looking at you and she has this look on her face like you PC shit and you don't know what you did wrong. You go, you, you're about to go in there and give her a kiss and say, I'll see you later, but you know better because you don't want to get bitten. So you walk out and you come back later on and now there's no music playing. Okay. Maybe there's no music playing. Maybe she's in a better mood now. She's sitting on the couch. You know, she's got a big box that was in the back of the closet covered in duct tape and now it's ripped open and now she's looking at old mementos from her childhood. Not a problem. She's a sentimental person. No big deal. No emotional violence there. Ha <laughs> ha. You go to the bathroom, you come back out of the bathroom and now all of a sudden around the house, on the television, on the table, pictures of her old boyfriends and all of that crap. You know, it's like, you know, and you're going, what the hell? Why you got pictures of your other boy, boyfriends before me on, on the, the, on the kitchen table and on top of the television and crap? I don't know. I just like the, I just like the way I looked in that dress. No, you don't. No, you don't. First of all, you even told me you hated the way you used to dress back in the day. So now all of a sudden you like the way you looked in the dress. Are you trying to say that I'm a liar? No, I'm not saying you're a liar. I'm just saying that if I, if you came back here and I had pictures of old girlfriends. Oh, so you keep pictures of those bitches? <laughs> Emotional violence level two. Right? And you don't even know why she's mad at you. You have no idea. And then eventually she's done so much emotional violence. She's beating you down to a nub and she realizes I don't want to destroy the bastard. I still want to keep the bastard. I just want to get, I just want to hurt him as much as possible without hurting him too much. And then she finally breaks down and tells you what the hell went wrong. And you find out what went wrong. You realize you're not the one who should be getting treated emotionally violently. It's some other bastard. It's not even you. It's a friend of yours. That bastard did something because now you're, you're a couple so when you're a couple you have couple friends and one of your friends that you hang out with is a cheating piece of crap he cheated on his girlfriend your friend friend of the couple and he's a friend of the couple too even though she now hates his ass turns out he was cheating you know, and then she, his girlfriend got mad at him. I wouldn't give him any access to her delicious buttocks. And luckily so, because when he was out there cheating, he caught quadruple herpes. She had actually broken down and was deciding, you know what? I don't know for sure that he's cheating and I do love the bastard. Let's get it on. He takes off his stuff. She looks down and she goes, hey, why is there smoke coming from your testicles? And he's going, I don't know why. She goes, you know what? Um, you need to go to the doctor before we get it on because now I actually see flames. Go to the doctor, find out the guy has a new disease called quadruple herpes. And I know what you're thinking. There's no such thing as quadruple herpes. Well, I'm telling you there is. How dare you doubt me, you bastards? He's got quadruple herpes. It's a weird strain. We didn't find out about it until later on. He sits around the table. Thus, we're having our beer. We're having a guy's night out. We're talking about stuff. And he's not saying much. And he's normally one of those guys that always has to interrupt everybody with his damn dumbass stories. He's not saying anything. And we're going, hey, man, you're not talkative tonight. What happened? Oh, uh, guys, uh, I want to apologize. What are you apologizing for? I know that you ladies are all giving you a problem because of my cheating. Yeah, they did. But, you know, it's not like we're cheating. It's your problem. And, you know, everything's cool with our households now because they now know and believe that we didn't know that you're a piece of shit. Well, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. All right. So what else, what else is what's going on, man? You just you seem depressed. I am depressed. What's going on? I've got quadruple herpes. 
quadruple herpes. Is that a thing? It's a thing. What's what's why is what's why, why is it quadruple herpes? Because it's four times worse than regular herpes. Well, we kind of figured it out with it being called quadruple herpes, but what exactly? Well, it's it's really weird, man. See what happens is when you get it, you 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 actually your balls actually will catch on fire sometimes, you know, and then smoke will come off of your balls. Oh, is that what that was? We thought you actually went outside for a smoke. No, I was smoking all right, but it wasn't a cigarette. It only lasts for about fifteen minutes, but it's really really painful. And uh, another thing that happens is um. It's embarrassing to say this, but, uh, well, right before there's an outbreak and before the smoke and fire starts, you can audibly hear the disease use racial epithets and tell you exactly where the flare up is going to be. You know, it was the other night I was sitting there with my, my girlfriend, you know, and uh, she was helping me put these creams and stuff on and take these pills, you know, you know, um, I can't pass it on the way because only it's a special disease that only affects people that deserve to get sexually transmitted diseases. So now, you know, she can't catch it. That's a really weird thing about the disease. And, uh, you know, remember when I went outside with the smoke, you thought it was, I was actually smoking. It was actually, as I explained, it was coming from my balls because my balls were on fire. But what actually happens is, oh, God, here it comes. Listen, listen, Claire, see, it's about to happen. I can hear it. Your balls about to burn, nigga. The hell was that? So my balls, like I told you, they audibly tell you when the oh shit, my oh God. wow, there's smoke coming out of your pants. Guess your balls weren't lying, huh? <laughs> you should probably go outside. That 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 that's not that's kind of not that's kind of weird looking. Okay, there's no such thing as a quadruple herpes. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I I don't like emotional violence. I won't use it. And I'm gonna be around people that use it either. It's it's a it's a horrible thing, man. You know, just I mean, if you got a problem with somebody, man, just walk up to the bastard and say to the bastard, "Hey, you jackass, I'm pissed off at you for doing something, and this is why." It solves the problem so much faster. You know what I mean? You know. Now, if this guy had just gone up to his wife and said, "Listen, honey, you're a gorgeous woman. I love you to death." Can we talk about the fact that I really would like to have more access to your delicious buttocks instead of going out and nailing a bunch of other women? He wouldn't have had quadruple herpes. I know what you're thinking. You just said quadruple herpes isn't really a thing. Well, I changed my mind. I was going to try to deny the fact that the bastard had quadruple herpes. He now has just triple herpes. He's the salve and creams and pills are working. He's working his way back down to double herpes. Hopefully, you know, according to according to plan, he's going to work his way back down to just herpes. You can't get rid of the herpes, but you can back it down from quadruple herpes to just herpes. Back to what I was saying. Had he just admitted to his wife that he wanted more for delicious buttocks, he could have either talked to her. They could have made it more. They could have talked to each other. You know, she was emotionally violent to him after he was emotionally violent to her. She was calling him names. She was doing all sorts of crap. Didn't tell him why. He felt distant from her. He went out and banged a whole bunch of people. And then he got quadruple herpes. Had they just talked to each other, the man would not have smoky balls. The man would not have his chestnuts roasting in an open fire. That's right. The man wouldn't have his balls calling him the N-word before calling, causing him pain. All that because he didn't know how to talk to his own woman about what he wanted. You see, people, we need to communicate more, right? 
I communicate whenever I'm in a relationship because one, it's important to talk to the person you're in a relationship with, the person you love, the person you want to spend the most time with, the person that means everything to you. It's important to talk to them and make sure that everything's working. You want your relationship to be working like a fine tuned machine. Because if it's working like a fine-tuned machine, everything's good. There's no emotional violence. If somebody's upset, you tell them what they're what you're upset about. You fix the problem and you move on. If you have a, it's like you have, it's like your car. You know, I just I just had to have my um power steering pump replaced in my car. I saw some liquid on the ground. It didn't look like oil. It didn't look like transmission fluid. It definitely wasn't fluid from the radiator. It wasn't any of that. So I was like, oh, there's only thing that can be missed. The only thing that this could be is power steering fluid. I had my friend who's a mechanic look at it. He goes, yeah, you need another power steering pump. I immediately got it fixed. Bang, back on the road in the day. Now, what if I had said, eh, I don't feel like dealing with that right now. Know what I'm going to do? Uh, I'm going to park on a hill so the car is actually tilting backward and that way the power steering fluid won't come out of the thing and everything will be great and eventually there would be no power steering at all oh no all of a sudden you're driving down the road and the next thing you know you're going hey why is this tree in front of me oh shit hey why is the car upside down oh crap hey didn't I have more than five kids at this point? Oh, they're under the car now? Oh, no. You don't want that crap? No. So you see the little problem? You get it fixed. You get it fixed before it's a big problem. That's right. And that's why you don't do the emotional violence thing. It's like ignoring an oil slick under your car. You know, you know there's a problem. You're getting little signals and you don't pay attention to them. So what I'm saying, my friends, is just pay attention. If you got a problem, jump on top of the problem as quickly as possible because you don't want your relationship or your car to smack into a tree, you dumb bastards. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. Just like that hashtag I like to use on Twitter, S. Anthony helps you. <laughs> Segment over. All right, folks. You know what? I mean, my last, you know, I did. A, remember, I did the episode about the about my favorite entertainer, Prince, passing away, and all of that kind of stuff. And you know, different information comes out, you know, about him using prescription drugs for the for the pain. And it's really weird when you, if you really think about it, it kind of makes sense. You know, I mean, the guy's been performing uh, since nineteen seventy eight. I mean, he's been performing his entire life, but he's been famous since seventy eight. You know, if you're jumping off speakers and jumping off pianos and doing splits and all of that kind of crap, sliding across the floor and you're doing these big concerts all over the world, hundreds and hundreds of shows a year. Yeah, it's going to kind of take a toll on your body. It's going to beat you up because if you really think about it, it's the very it's the equivalent of what it, I mean, if you're doing a two hour show 230 times a year, especially when you're jumping off speakers and crap and doing splits and all of that crap, that's the same thing as an athlete doing a you know, like a basketball player or a football player doing their thing. I mean, it's not an exact, it's not exactly the same thing, but you're beating your body up over a long period of time. But here's the thing. Athletes usually shut it down in their early thirties, sometimes in their late twenties or early thirties, usually say early thirties, but this guy's continued to perform 
for years and years. He was he was 57 when he passed away and he was still performing up until that point. So, of course, over the course of time, you're going to damage your knees and your hips. And what I understand is what happened to him. And that what people are saying is that he you know, was using prescription drugs to, to stop the pain. And I can understand that makes, you know, if you got pain, the doctor gives you pills or whatever it is to stop the pain, you take them. But the thing about it is what people don't understand is what the difference between something that's an acute injury and chronic pain. And if you've never suffered chronic pain, first of all, I'm glad you've never suffered chronic pain. And I hope you never do because it sucks. You know, I have friends and people that I know that have suffered from chronic pain and it happened to me as well over a long period of time with my back, which is one of the reasons why I haven't been performing like I used to. But I'm I'm, I'm almost back to normal, in which case I'll be back on the road, back in full, full, you know, injury free and healthy and ready to roll. But but here's the thing. You know, you see people, you know, you'll see a news report about Prince and and most of the people are like, I love you, Prince. This You're the greatest Prince, but R.I.P. Prince. And that's how I feel about it. But there's always a bunch of people. Some of them are trolls and you just kind of, you kind of know when the trolls are. And there are some people that, are, yeah, well, you do drugs and that's what happens. And you, you can tell that this is somebody who's never suffered from chronic pain, because if you ever suffered from chronic pain, if you have ever suffered from pain that was so intense, you have no frame of reference for it. Then you don't understand the concept. If you've never had pain that was so intense that you wanted, you, you, were, you literally were thinking, do I want to exist if this is going to continue, I would rather not exist than have this continue. If you've never felt that way, then you should probably do what I like to refer to very lovingly as shut the hell up. You know, it doesn't even have to be chronic pain. When I had food poisoning, I felt so horrible. I literally was evacuating liquids from every hole in my body at a high rate. And I literally was within a nanosecond of calling an ambulance for myself. And if I was not in the bathroom, if I was actually feeling that way by if I, I literally if I was by the phone, I probably would have called an ambulance. I literally thought this is it because I at that point I'd never had uh, food poisoning before. I literally thought I said, I said, what you mean to tell me this is it for me because of something I ate? I'm, that's, that's it. I'm gone because of that. I can't believe this. I know what that feels like. If you've never had food poisoning, you don't know what that feels like. You can hear me describe it, but you don't know what that feels like. I injured my back and it hurts. So you ever have pain that was so intense that every shot of that pain literally makes your eyes water? You don't, you know, even if it, it may, sometimes it even runs down your, down your face. It's that intense. That's how bad the pain is. Most people don't have a frame of reference for that. People who have babies have women who have had kids understand, you know. But what about that pain of having the baby lasted forever? The worst of the pain of having a baby. What if that pain never stopped? Even when your body had healed up, you didn't have the tears or whatever from the baby that healed up. But the pain continued. Right. Ever been in a car accident or falling down some steps? What about the pain at the at his bat at his worst? Never stopped. Every day you woke up, you had to deal with that. And that's what chronic pain feels like. Now I talked about being sick when I was uh, had when I had the um, food poisoning, but let's we'll leave that out of the equation because right now we're talking about chronic pain. And I hurt my back. And when you're when you injure your back, this you can't work around your back. 
You know, if you hurt one foot, maybe you can work around the foot. You can put it in the cast. You can use crutches. You know, if you hurt your arm, you can put it in a sling. When you mess up your back, you ain't putting anything in any sling and you can't use any damn crutches. Nothing helps you. Nothing. Everything you do hurts. I remember my back hurting so badly that there were days in a row where I got an hour of sleep or less because every time I moved or breathed too hard, if I laughed, if I turned over in the bed, hell, if a book fell off a shelf across the room, it felt like somebody was stabbing me in my back and beating me with a baseball bat and they were mad at me when they did it. That's what it felt like. And I almost, you know, did the whole, hey, man, you know what you need to do, Steve? You need to take these pills. What kind of pills are they? They're double double eights and double triple eights and couple double double eights and double. Aren't those the ones that are super addictive? Well, you know, there is a percentage of people that are addicted to them and their lives become complete horseshit and their family throws them out and then they die a horrible death. But it's only most people. Really? Well, no, I won't be taking that crap. Thanks. So when I see people mention saying really stupid things in the comment sections, like I said, I know that they're not dealing with chronic pain. It's hard to explain to people, you know, and you don't even want to explain it to people because you don't want to think about the pain anymore because the pain is, you know, how every time something happens to you as a human being, because human beings are, are incredibly adaptive, whatever happens, it becomes you plus that thing. You know, if you have a, like say when I, when I started shaving my head, people were so used to me having dreads that they were like, Oh God, what, what did you do? Where's your hair? What happened? And it was a big giant topic. And all of a sudden I became S Anthony plus bald head because they were used to seeing me with hair. You know, when I got a, when I when I got a new car it was not S. Anthony plus junkie car becomes S. Anthony plus the mighty Toyota Camry. It is always something that's added to you, but it's always you plus the thing. When you have chronic pain, it's the chronic pain first. And then you you're not the star of your own show anymore. You are a second banana to the chronic pain because the chronic chronic pain takes over everything. Your punk ass is the one you you were the one you're the sidekick to the chronic pain. The chronic pain is sitting at the desk with the microphone talking to the starlet about her new lame ass show that's going to get canceled in a week. And you're sitting there going, hey, that's great, Jimmy. <laughs> you, that's what you are. Damn it. You're not even a, you're not even a good sidekick because a good sidekick actually contributes some crap. You're just a sidekick that just says nothing. The chronic pain takes over the show, you bastard. But the thing about it is when you're in pain and you, you just want people to leave you alone sometimes. You just want to, you know, you, you, you come to somebody's house and, you, and you're obviously in agony and you just want to go away. You just want to go home. You just want to, you don't want to talk. You just want to just leave me alone. I just want to leave. I brought you your stuff. I, I promised you I would. I probably should be laying down with a heating pad and taking pills, but I promised you I'd bring it. So I bring it. I want to leave. You go halfway down the steps. Hey man, come here for a minute. Really? <laughs> It's like, if I go back up these steps, I'm going to kill you. But one of the things that people don't understand about when you're in chronic pain is the simple fact that you don't want to talk about it all the time. Because quite frankly, it's always in the forefront of your mind. You want to do anything that will actually distract you from the chronic pain. Anything. You don't care what it is. 
I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Say you stub your toe. You ever just stub your toe and it's just horrible. It's like one of those things where you run into the bathroom late at night and you're moving really quickly and bang, you slam it and you hit your toe at exactly the worst possible angle. And there's a shot of pain that goes through you. And even though you don't want to yell because everybody's sleeping, you still yell like a punk and wake, wake everybody up. That shit hurts, doesn't it? When somebody goes, you okay? How's your foot? You don't want to talk about your foot. Of course, my foot's hurting. You just hurt. I just kicked the bed across the room by exam by accident. You're in chronic pain. You don't want to talk about that crap. Now, imagine, say, for the sake of argument, you stubbed your toe and you see the baby about to fall down the steps. You run over, you catch the baby, you grab the baby, you put the baby on the couch, you kiss the baby. You go, you okay? You okay? You kiss the baby and the baby's laughing because the baby doesn't realize how much danger they were actually in. And then you put the baby to sleep and you're like, man, I'm so glad I caught the baby. And you're distracted. Your foot, your foot hurts just as much as it did four minutes ago. But now the baby's going to sleep and everything's great. And now that you're okay, the baby's asleep. And then your foot's like, remember me, jackass, and starts hurting again. Well, it's not hurting again. It's, you're just now paying attention to the pain. As it turns out, catching the baby distracted you from that. Or when you're in chronic pain, you're doing anything to distract yourself. You know, you, you're reading something, you're looking at something, you turn on your music, you turn, you want to do anything. You don't want to talk about it, but there's always somebody that's got to sit there and bring it up again and again and again. How's your back? How's your back? Your back still hurting? How's your back? How's your back? Is your back okay? Your back still hurting? Your back hurt right here? Let me touch your back. Ow. Oh, that really hurt. Oh, so it hurts on this side too, huh? <laughs> you don't want to talk about it. So when I think about this poor cat who's obviously when you, when I look at these, when I look at performances, you know, stuff that I bought his, his albums, and we're talking about Prince here. And I think about the fact that I'm looking at this guy and he's sitting up there singing and dancing and stuff. And now if what they say is true, I know this guy was hurt like a mother jumper. What he was doing was actually, he was actually hurting or taking according to what we've known so far, maybe taking some medication to stop from hurting, not realizing that eventually the medication would be too much. And I feel bad, man. I feel bad that this guy was hurting so badly. And it just angers me when I see people write crap in the comment section trying to, you know, make the little snide comments, the little snide uninformed comments about someone taking medicine. Sometimes you should you know, if you don't have anything to say that adds to a conversation, maybe, just maybe, shut up. You know? You don't have to troll everything. You know what I mean? You know, if Kim Kardashian puts out a naked picture, you know, if you want to troll that, I mean, you, should, I mean, you shouldn't troll anybody anyway. If you, want, if you don't have anything to add to the con- if you have a dissenting opinion, fine. Like, if you went, well, you know, I think that we should discuss opioid uh, drugs because in this country, da, 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 and you're talking about something productive, yeah, go ahead, add to the conversation. But if you don't have anything constructive to say, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Now, as far as myself is concerned, I am at the point now you know, like I said, my back was hurting really bad. You know, I mean, when I was driving the car, every bump felt like somebody was stabbing me in the back and hit me with a bat. But I didn't want to take those medicines, man. I was so afraid of those medicines, you know. I just want, I, I just took, I said, look, I, I'm not taking any of that prescription crap. Forget it. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, so I'm, what I'm going to do, you tell me if, if, I'm, if it's okay for me to take the strongest possible 
over the counter stuff. And she goes, well, yeah, but it's not going to take the pain away. It's just going to kind of, uh, it's going to deaden it a little bit, but it's not going to take it away. I said, you know what? I'll deal with it. I'd rather have intense pain for six months and not be addicted to crap. Did not feel the pain at all and still be addicted and wind up addicted to crap. So I was very, very fortunate. I just took enough over the counter stuff to take the pain from I can't take it anymore to just excruciating. <laughs> right. And then it went back down to really bad, to bad, to ouch, to right now where my back hurts a little bit, but it's just kind of tight. And very soon in a couple of months, you know, I'll be back to normal. My back will be fine. But I wonder, you know, what if I had decided to take more powerful medications for my back? You know, there's things that people overprescribe, in my opinion. And then I got hooked on that crap. You know. Now, like I said, I don't know if that's what happened to Prince. That's what people are saying as of right now. But what if that happened to me? You know. Could have. You know. What if you're somebody out there who's feeling chronic pain and you get prescribed some stuff and it takes the pain away for a while and then all of a sudden you can't stop taking the medication and you got to take more and more and more of it and then your pain stops because you don't exist anymore. Hmm? Like I said, I don't know if that's what happened to Prince. I don't know. That's what people are saying right now. We may find out it's completely something completely different in a couple of weeks or whatever time, whatever, whatever time period it is that, you know, these, these toxicology reports come back. But whether that happened to him or not, that does happen to other people. You know? They take drugs to take away the pain and and find out that it really takes away the pain by making you, you know, not exist anymore. You know, I got to you know, like I said, man, when, when I read when I read these articles, there's tons of articles about the man. You know, most of like I said, ninety nine point nine percent of the comments are always positive stuff. Love your prince, this guy, this that, this that, this that. And then there's these knuckleheads that write other stuff. It's amazing, isn't it? One of the reasons I was so sad, obviously, is because he's my favorite entertainer. And if you listen to the episode, um, you realize how important the cat was to me uh, as an artist and how, how I was influenced by the brother. But when I think about what happened to the guy, if what they said is true, I realize... Huh. Hey, that same shit could have happened to me. Scary. So if you're out there and you're dealing with chronic pain or anything like that, just be careful. Okay? We already we lost probably one of the greatest entertainers of all time. You know, had I taken some of the stuff that, I, that people wanted me to take to stop my back pain, you might have lost, obviously, the most incredible comedian and podcaster in history being me. <laughs> yes, I am. Shut up. Or you could have lost you if you, you know. And we didn't want any of that to happen. We already lost enough, right? So take care of yourselves, my friend. Segment over. 
Well, folks, that has been this episode of the S. Anthony Says Podcast. I want to thank you very, very much for sticking around and listening to this crap. And uh, obviously, you people, according to what the stats say, you weird bastards listen to the entire show from beginning to end. What's wrong with you? I mean, thank you. <laughs> uh, special, once again, I want to say thank. I want to say a happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, my mom and everybody else's mom. Much love to you. You know, you guys are the greatest. You're, you're important. And, and don't think that we don't know how important you are. Granted, you're not as important as your oldest child, you know, named as Anthony. <laughs> but you're still pretty damn cool. New people in new countries are listening to me right now. No matter where you are, I don't care where you are. The only thing I care about is that you're awesome and you have great taste in podcasts and podcasters. <laughs> I don't care if that was self-serving. Shut up and take it, punks. And also... Much love to you and thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, for those of you that have been uh, recommending the show to other people, thank you very much. High fives for all of you. Uh, if you like the show, please uh, drop by and give it a rating on iTunes. Five stars. Five stars, you bastards. Or whatever podcatcher you're listening on, if it has the option of rating the podcast, please do so. A good rating and a good review would be wonderful. If you're on Twitter, and you're not following me yet because you got the show recommended to you and you're listening to me from the show, but have not heard that don't know that I'm on Twitter or don't know where I am on Twitter. I'm on Twitter in two places and two places only. First, at S. Anthony Thomas. That's me. And the show at S. Anthony says that's the show you're listening to right now. Follow them both, please. Thank you. And if you're on Facebook and you want to follow, you know who, a.k.a. me, just go on uh, Facebook, go into the search bar and type in S. Anthony Says. You'll notice that there's a verified page for S. Anthony Says. Why is it the verified page? Because it's my real page. It's me. Yeah, that's right. Follow that, too. Uh, for those of you that want to drop a line in the email, uh, the email address is the S. Anthony Says Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, I know. I'm going to get a bunch of emails going. We know what the email address is, man. Yes, but there's new people coming along who don't know the email address, you bastards. And now I'm giving it to them. And just to teach you a lesson, I'm going to say it again. The S. Anthony Says Podcast at gmail.com. Folks, you guys, seriously, man, my sass potters, everybody that's listening to me, you were the coolest bastards on the planet that aren't me. <laughs> Because I'm slightly cooler, but you're pretty cool. And I want to thank you very, very much, man. And in all seriousness, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to me do this weird crap every week. And I will do this every week unless I become famous at some point and then the hell with you. I <laughs> I mean, um, I'll be even if I become famous, I'll keep doing this and you're, you, you'll you be my number one priority. It definitely won't be the money that I would have at that point and the supermodels I'll be banging. <laughs> It'll all be about you guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. The second that happens, I'm dropping your punk asses. Okay, that's right. I said it. You would do the same thing. Say you're doing a little podcast and starts to become popular and maybe some big company decides to make me sell out. Hey, S. Anthony, we like your show. Would you like to sell out, water down what you do and do a bastardized version of your show on our network for some ridiculous amount of money? I'm going to have to say, yes, I would. Here's my soul and tell the Illuminati I'm on the way. I got some good devil worshiping to do. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay, I will not worship the devil, but I, of course, will sell out and drop you, drop you chumps. The sec, okay, I will not drop you chunks. I'm, I'm not going to do it. I mean, I would do the show, but I will not drop you chumps. You are my chumps, my sass potters, my bastards, and I will never leave you. <laughs>
anyway, thank you for listening to the show. <laughs> Much love to you all. You really, you guys really are the coolest bastards on the planet, and I appreciate you. Thank you. Now, before I go, and those of you that have been listening to me for the, for the past few years, you know how I end the show. So say it with me, and it doesn't matter whether you're riding on a lawnmower, whether you're running on a treadmill, whether you're doing anything, and you got the earbuds in your ear, you're driving down the street, and you're playing me in your car. I don't care. You know how I end the show. And if those of you that are new and don't know how I end the show, listen to how I end the show, rewind it, and then play it again and do it along with us, because we all do it. I know you're doing it out loud, and I'm glad you do. You ready? On the count of three. S. Anthony. Out.